Hello, and welcome back to my podcast. This is Jason Stone, a.k.a. Magic Lasagna. Magic Lasagna is just really what I'm known as on a lot of my internet personalities, so I just prefer to people just reach out and find me. Um, It's pretty easy. Um, My TikTok is Magic Lasagna. My gamer tags on every platform are Magic Lasagna. I own all of them. I own Magic Lasagna at magiclasagna.com. So you can send me an email there if you want. Uh, you know, please follow me on TikTok. I actually have a decent following on TikTok. It's not super impressive, but um, if you follow me on TikTok, you'll at least be amused at some point or another. And that's kind of what that platform is about, is about amusement. The thing that we're going to talk about tonight is about hard truths. Hard truths are things that you want to be able to explain to somebody, whether it be your friend that keeps going after the same girl, um, even though she's obviously placed him in the friend zone, or your customer that wants a $60,000 car at a $200 payment. You have to be able to separate yourself from the situation and be able to give them the hard truth. We all know, as far as people that are in this business, that hard truths are essential in sales and explaining them to people without being too aggressive is a key step to overcome objections but there's more to this than just giving out hard truths you can't just tell somebody hey you can't afford this or hey you leave that girl because she's being a negative influence in your life because if you are like anything like me and uh, you have some friends and your friends have been in the same kind of situations with those girls uh, you know you looking at them and telling them that that girl is no good for you is almost like pouring gasoline on a fire um, but there's more to this than just giving out those hard truths in the same way You need to be very clear about what you're saying and about who you are and how your product works in order to close the deal without putting the customer or person off. As far as that goes, you know, if you feel like you should be telling your buddy, (laughs) there's too many red flags about that girl, don't go after her. You really need to have a foot to stand on. You know, you can't just say that then have no rebuttal after they say why. They're going to ask why because, you know, infatuation is a pretty big deal. Whether it be for, you know, someone looking after going after somebody or car sales. I believe that we did the mathematical equation of uh, you know vision times dissatisfaction is greater than reason you know that is a real thing and it happens to people every day of their lives whether like I said it be for 
trying to get a girlfriend or going after something that's out of their price budget. If it's out of their price budget, they're still going to try to buy it, you know, because they want it. You know, want is a big feeler in the desire area. Um, typically, as a general rule, if people want something bad enough, they will find a way to buy it. I deal with this all the time with customers because sometimes that customer may not have great credit. So what they do is because they want it enough, they get enough people to come out and try to co-sign for them to be able to get enough credit to be able to get the thing that they're looking for. And I tell my customers frequently, you know, um, if they're in that kind of a situation, you know, hey, if you punch me in the face right now, and someone had to come bail you out of jail. Who would it be bailing you out of jail? And they'll tell me. My grandma, my, my mom, nobody. None of it really matters what they say. Because if they, unless they say nobody, <laughs> um, that's a big deal. Because it shows that nobody else really likes them. And you can expound on that. You can tell them, hey, you said nobody. Come on. Is there really nobody that would come help you out if you needed some help? They'll start searching and they'll find people that will help them out. Those people that they find that would bail them out of jail if they had punched me in the face, those people are co-signers. Like I said, whether it be their grandmother, their mother, their sister, their cousin, none of that really matters as to who it is. But that person that would come get them out of jail is the same kind of person that would sign on a car note for them just to help them out. Having a hard truth is an important part of selling to people who don't want to change their budget. Giving out a hard truth is not as easy as it sounds because... It's very difficult to portray it in a way that won't offend the customer or, you know, blow the deal. You really want to be very gentle when you're giving out hard truths. But at the end of the day, a hard truth is a hard truth. It's something that doesn't change. If they're $10,000 negative in their trade and they need... Eight to nine grand to make up for it, you have to be able to look up to that person and tell them, hey, this is what you need to do, this is how you do it, and this is where we'll be afterwards. It is really super important that you're straightforward with people because if you're straightforward with people, they will appreciate you more than the person that you told a lie to. I tell people all the time that um, my lying, any kind of lies that I told, were just stripped out of me at a young age, a very young age. Uh, I can't remember how old I was. But I do remember that my mima 
Her name was Betty. Um, at a very young age, it was probably, if I had to guess, around six to eight years old, somewhere in that range. I uh, went outside of her house. You know, I was just a little boy. I'm playing around. I'm doing dumb stuff. Dumb, idiotic stuff. And the one thing that I really enjoyed was Kung Fu. So I was punching, kicking, you know, doing the normal kind of kid stuff that an idiotic kid would do for Kung Fu. I remember that I kicked really hard at a wall that was going down the side of her walkway. And when I kicked it, the entire wall fell over. So my number one reaction as a human being, and everybody else would have probably had the same reaction or close to it, was just to run away. Like, hey, I kicked this wall over, I'm out of here. Done. A little bit later, I came into the house... And my Mima asked me, she said, hey, what happened to my wall out there? It seems like it's toppled over. She said something along those lines. I don't remember exact words, but something along those lines. And you know what I did? My dumbass little child self looked at her dead in the face and said, I don't know. Well, apparently... She was watching me from outside the window. So she knew good and well that I was the one that had kicked it over. That being said, she told me that I needed to go and pick my own switch. And I don't know if you've ever had a grandparent or a parent that allowed you to pick your own switch when you pick your own switch you really need to pick a good one because if you don't they get to go pick a good one and if they get to go pick a good one then the switch that they pick will absolutely blister you so what I did was I went and picked out like a big thick one that was just not going to be that crazy for me because I knew if I picked this big thick one, it would eventually break over my legs. So, her very first hit, it broke over my legs. And she was not happy about that. That being said, she got to go pick her own switch. And her own switch was uh, a very thin one that would uh, wrap around the legs and it would uh, basically peel the skin from your flesh almost like a cat of nine tails. She hit me with that switch so hard that my legs literally made me look like a zebra. Like black and blue. Like there was no negotiation nothing else that came in the you know she knew that I had lied to her and I did wrong 
and I needed to be punished for that. And this isn't like a like a guilt trip off of my grandmother. My grandmother was a wonderful woman. Um, it's just something that she did because she was a product of her upbringing. So I tell people all the time, my grandmother beat the lies out of me. Like there's not going to be a lie that comes out of my mouth um, because I basically at a very young age learned you don't do that like. If you do that, something awful happens to you that you can't even tell anybody else about for the most part. Um, And if that awful thing happens to you, like, you don't really want to have it happen ever again. All of that being said, and my childhood stories aside, hard truth is a term that we use to describe the truth of the matter. The truth of the matter means there's nothing else fake about it, you know? If you want to buy a $40,000 car, your payments are going to be $800 a month um, with no money out of pocket. You can spend money out of pocket to lower that, or you can do other things like stretch the term out. However, you know... Your dreams are shattered if you're looking at a forty dollars or $50,000 SUV and you're thinking you're going to get a $200 payment. It's just not going to happen. Um, hard truths are a little bit harder to tell people, but it's the truth, and most people will respect you for it as opposed to be upset with you about it. We know that not all people like to hear it, Which is why when we make sure that we communicate a hard truth, um, whether you're aggressive or not, you don't have to say anything that may hurt or own personal credibility. And what I mean by that is don't treat them like they're idiots, you know, and don't make them feel like they're bad off for not doing what you're telling them that it is without saying anything that may hurt your own press, uh, personal credibility. You need to speak in a way that makes sense for how the customer wants to hear it. And as I've said plenty of times before, um, you should be able to know your customer within 30 seconds to a minute of meeting them because They all have the same kind of patterns. They all have the same kind of uh, glyphs, per se. And uh, once you figure those out, you're going to want to be able to speak to them in a way that's not going to insult them if they want a $40,000 or $50,000 car for $200 a month. Your number one goal in any kind of sales-related things are going to be to have the person leave your building happy. Um, it doesn't necessarily mean that they bought something from you. Because if they leave the building happy, they're going to tell everybody else they're happy. Even if you send them off somewhere else to a rock lot to find that $4,000 car they're looking for. you know, Send them off somewhere. It doesn't much matter. Just make sure that you're a personable and great person that they actually like when they leave and they'll be happy when they leave there. It's super important. It doesn't matter 
what your industry is. Um, it doesn't matter what you're selling and what you're not selling. Um, so long as you have happy customers, period, you will have more customers, period. It's pretty easy to understand. I'm going to cut this one a little bit short. And I just wanted to tell you as my sign-off that I hope that you are successful. But it doesn't matter to me if you are. Because no matter how successful you are, I'm always going to be successful.